worst practices in accounts payable, a dirty little secret that no one likes to talk about. But truth be told, these worst practices are in place in more organizations than you might imagine. The worst accounts payable practices are the antithesis of best practices, i.e., they both loosen accounts payable internal controls, the strong ones, and they facilitate fraud. Make sure to stick around until the end when I reveal a practice that is commonly in use at about half the companies, a practice which they shouldn't be using because it opens the floodgates for fraud. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer from AP Now, the place where we curate the latest business intelligence for those who work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable function. Okay, let's dive right in. Number one, worst practice, not closing off ERP access when promoting an employee. Let me explain what I mean. First of all, I want to make it clear that I am a big proponent of promoting from within. I think it's great for the organization for many reasons, okay? So I don't want you to think I'm not proposing that. So when an employee is promoted from within, the best practice is that the ERP access for their old job should be closed off and ERP access for the new position should be then opened up by the new department. Many companies forget to do this or just don't have a practice of doing it, not only in accounts payable, but across their whole accounting finance chain. When you don't do this, you can end up with an employee who has ERP access to a good portion of your activities, and that is a real weakness. I'm going to give you an example, and I'm going to tell you a fact. One Fortune 500 company that I know did not have this practice in place, and they did a report, which is what, by the way, you should be doing, once a year. When the first time they did this once-a-year report showing by employee who has access to what, they found that they had some employees who'd been with them for a long time, good employees, trusted employees who had access to over half their ERP system. Now you might say, well, if they're good employees and they're trusted employees, what's the big deal? Here's the big deal. According to the statistics from the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, and this has been like forever, when there is an occupational fraud, an internal fraud, a fraud committed by an employee, it is most likely committed by a long-term trusted employee. So we need to you know, take precautions across the board and not just say, oh, Joe or Jane's been with us forever and we trust them and they're honorable. They probably are, but occasionally you'll have somebody who's not. To give you an example, which I kind of contrived, but it's something that could really happen. Let's say you hire somebody as an invoice processor right out of college. So they come in and they start working for you and they're processing invoices and they're doing a good job. So you have an opening, somebody leaves, you have an opening for somebody to handle your payments. And so you promote that person, but you don't close off the old ERP access. And they work in that job for a while, and again, they do a good job, and now you promote them again because you have an opening in master vendor file to set up your new vendors. If you haven't closed off your ERP access, you now have somebody who can create a phony vendor in your master vendor file. They can submit and process an invoice, and they can process the payment. So right there, you know, at least for my way of thinking, big problem, okay? So every year, whenever someone's promoted, close off the ERP access, number one. And number two, once a year, run a report showing which employees have access to which parts of your ERP access. And anyone who has access that they shouldn't close it off. Because occasionally, even if you do have these practices in place to close off access when someone is promoted, it falls through the cracks. Okay, number two, 
Let's talk about verifying change of bank account requests that come in by email. Please, 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 every single time you get an email requesting a change of bank account, verify it. Now, I know from talking to a number of you that when you call up 99 and three quarters percent of the time, whoever you call to make this verification said, yes, we did make that request. Yes, we have opened up a new bank account. But the one time that you don't call is the time that it will be a crook. Criminals know that accounts payable departments tend to be busiest at, you know, month end, Friday afternoon, quarter end, especially with a holiday week coming up. And so they'll try and push their requests through then to take advantage of it. In the UK, this has become so prevalent that they now call that Friday fraud. So anytime you get an email, even if it looks 100% legitimate, pick up the phone and make the call. Because that one time that you don't is the time that will cost your organization a lot. So if you're part of the 20% who are still not doing that, please, please start doing it. And by the way, if you are making those verifications, please let us know in the comments so your colleagues can see that, yes, this is the best practice being used by everyone. All righty. Before I get to the real doozy, which at first glance you're going to think is no big deal, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. And if you loved it, please subscribe. We produce new content for the channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are devoted to payment and accounts payable issues like this, and Saturdays are reserved for Wordle. By the way, your likes and comments signal to YouTube to share this video with even more people. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts, everyone who takes a moment to hit that like button or to add a comment. Okay, let me go on to the last one, which you're probably going to say, eh, what you making such a big deal about? And that is, if you have a corporate card, and I know most organizations do have a corporate travel card, insist that it be used for expense reporting. If you don't, there's a lot of games that your employees can play, plus you'll be creating a lot of extra work for your accounts payable team or your expense reporting team, whoever it is that is responsible for monitoring expense reports and handling reimbursements. And from where I sit and from talking to you folks, very few of you are looking to add staff. So by allowing employees to use their own cards instead of using the corporate card, you're adding work and you're devoting valuable human resources to processing those expense reports, human resources that most organizations could be using for some more value-added tasks. Now, earlier we did a video showing five real examples on how employees are playing games when they're using their own credit cards. Obviously not all of them, but a few of them, and unfortunately more than you might think. We examine this issue in more detail and explain why this seemingly innocuous practice could be a disaster for your organization or any organization for that matter. You can watch it right now using the link that will appear momentarily on YouTube on your screen and is in the show notes below. As always, we appreciate your thumbs up, your shares, your comments, and your subscribes. Good luck.